Peter, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Now, of course, the big news this mm. week in the economy was GDP numbers. The Australian economy contracted in the past quarter. We're not in a recession, but we're halfway there. We are. What's, Tec what's technically, the, we yes. are halfway there. I think uh, for those that are watching that might not know exactly what a recession is, it's two consecutive quarters of negative growth. So growth in the economy is measured every three months, and it's compared to the prior period last year. So, for example, October to December. This year, we compare it to last year. What happened in the third quarter is we went backwards, and we don't usually go backwards in Australia. We usually go forward. We grow our economy. But what happened is when comparing this last period with last year, there isn't the same amount of business investment, particularly in mining areas, mining infrastructure investment. So we had a slightly negative growth rate, and now some are saying, will this continue? I think it won't because the other parts of the economy, the non-mining related parts, are actually growing. And the expectations are for the next quarter, so for the next period, that we'll have positive growth. So we are a long way off a technical recession. We have had negative growth over a period. I think it's important to acknowledge it, but it's also important to acknowledge why. It's not because people have freaked out and stopped spending and gone into a cocoon. It's because some businesses in the economy that were spending a lot of money are now spending less. And I think also associated with that um, and the mining boom coming off, particularly in uh, parts of the country like Western Australia, we've also seen a downturn in the property sector, home building, that's also fed into The that. level of building activity has come off, again, from a very high level. If you have, you drive around our major capital cities, particularly along the east coast of Australia, you see a lot of cranes, a lot of infrastructure investment, and that will have to slow down. That will have to come off the high base. Yeah, I mean, it could be argued that property is, is the one sector that's really keeping the economy afloat at this point. What, what do you say to those critics, particularly of the major parties who are too obsessed with debt mm. and that, in fact, we should be spending more, government should be spending more on infrastructure projects to get the economy moving? It's a very ideological argument because it's very much built around the ideology of government. Should government actually play a role or shouldn't they play a role? And both sides are polarised. The right is of the view that the government shouldn't, the government should let the market respond, and the left is of the view that the government really needs to be there. So if you have a look at the market response, a lot of sensible people in the market are actually saying rates have never been this low. And if you want to invest in our country's future, you can take advantage of very low rates. That's what the business community is starting to come out and say. And a lot of, um, you know, a lot of international countries are doing that. If you have a look at the reason why the stock market, the Dow, has, is at record high levels, it's because you have an incoming administration from the right that's actually saying, you know what, we're going to borrow more money and spend on spend investment. Infrastructure. I think that's where the tide is going. And I think that's a trend that we'll continue to see next year and the year after. As long as it's an investment in infrastructure that helps the economy over a long period of time, then that's sensible. But there is a drawback to that, isn't there? We see Trump mm. yeah. advocating that he's going to spend uh, as far as infrastructure is concerned. And that, therefore, is affecting uh, US uh, Treasury bills. Mm. and interest rates likely to go up as a result. What I say to people is interest rates going up is not necessarily a bad thing. It's, it's, it's actually a sign that the economy is growing 
and that things are healthy. And rates are rising to reflect that. So you want a balance. You don't want where rates are at desperate levels, as in Japan and Europe, for example, and you don't want a level where interest rates are too high. It's discouraging everybody. I think the US is coming from a very low base to perhaps a more long-term healthy base. If you have a look at what's happening in Australia, there's a very interesting dynamic. The Reserve Bank's staying put, but the banks are actually starting to increase their variable home loan rates to, to slow down the investment side of the property space. And I think we'll continue to see that into the first half of next year, where this balancing act be between the reserve and what the banks actually do will continue to play out. What about, though, um, the high level of personal private debt that households are holding? If we start to see interest rates increase, as mm. we are expecting, what will that mean? People will have greater stress. In Australia, uh, we've got a very interesting dynamic. So a lot of the debt is held by the private sector and the government itself hasn't traditionally been a very uh, heavily indebted uh, side of the, of the balance sheet. In other countries, like in Japan, for example, the, the households have less debt, but the government's loaded with debt. So I think it all tends to balance out. Uh, and I think it's good to see that debt is held by those who can service it. That's the most important part. You don't want a government holding too much debt. They have to raise taxes and slow down the economy. And you don't want debt at the levels that we saw in Greece, for example, where it can't be serviced. I think we're very, very healthy in that regard. We have high debt, but we have a, a growing country. We have a strong economy. We're in a part of the world that a lot of people would just die to live and educate themselves and, and work here. And so it just needs to make sure that those that are holding the debt can service that. And I think the banks have done that well. And I think APRA has been right on the money in making sure that those that can't afford aren't given that credit. Well, we've certainly seen the retailer banks jump the gun, aren't they? I mean, yeah. they are raising their, their, home, their, their interest rates for, for home loans. So you, we're likely to see that for both fixed and interest. I mean, clearly their initial target is investor mm. loans. They're doing what the Reserve Bank can't do. Mm. The Reserve Bank can't go out and raise rates. We're not at the level yet for the Reserve Bank. So the banks are coming in saying, okay, the market's hot, guess what? We'll just increase rates. And they're doing that because they want to maintain their profit. They make an argument that that needs to insulate their costs and everything else. But at the end of the day, they can, and they can do that. And that's why they're doing that. And they know that most customers are going to stick with the banks who have 80% of the mortgage market. And everybody that's gone and got a loan over the past few years is is, on, is, is is built into that. So they're doing that as a reflection of how strong the market is. I think the investment market's really strong. That's why the banks are raising. And when it weakens, they'll do the opposite. All right, well, let's look at Australia in terms of a global perspective with the current factors that we're talking about in yep. terms of that uh, quarter of uh, contracting growth, what might be happening around interest rates. Where is Australia sitting in terms of what's happening globally? Uh, we're sitting pretty much in line with the top end of town. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Our economy is still growing. Uh, our unemployment rate is declining. We have low interest rates. Um, we don't have the desperation of debt that Europe has or the desperation that's there in Japan. Nobody really knows what's happening in China. <laughs> and I think that will remain the case. Um, but we're, we're in a comfortable position. And we're in a position where we have risks. We could technically go into a recession. That's very unlikely. 
but I think we're, we're, we're okay. The, the biggest risk to Australia is becoming complacent. This whole notion that we haven't had a recession for 25 or 26 years and it will never happen, that's, that's risky. So I think we need to What's remain... What's generation who have known yeah. nothing but growth? That's right. I, you know, I hear stories, I, I was younger the last time we had a recession and I hear stories, but I haven't really experienced the hardship myself. And you multiply that by, by a generation that's coming up and rising. So complacency is the biggest risk. And I think we're not there yet, but it's something to watch out for. We need good leadership. We need good leadership, particularly on are the political side. Peter? I think That's they a are, big yeah. ask for the Christmas stocking, Peter. <laughs> Thank you very much. Great to talk to Thanks. you. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for having me. Thank you.